Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled Separation by Cognitive Bias. I feel like we're living in a time with so much separation, so much divisiveness, that I wanted to shine a light on what might be happening to be amplifying this separation. I want to break down cognitive bias because I believe it is having a massive impact on the amplification of this matter. So I hope you enjoy my perspective and please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome back to the show. I hope everyone's having an awesome day today. I feel like I haven't been back in the podcast saddle for for a while now. I think it's been a few weeks. Um, So luckily I had a couple pre-recorded episodes that I could release to keep it rolling. But yeah, it's it's been a very busy, jam-packed, but amazing summer. And it all started with our wedding to start things off. And then after that, just kind of funneled into a lot of adventure, a lot of activities, a lot of events to do and to go to. And we had a lot of fun. But it was jam-packed. There was a lot going on. So entering the fall season right now, it's just the beginning of September, I'm actually really looking forward to kind of hunkering down, getting back into the rhythm, getting back into the flow of just my inner personal work, as well as this type of work and coaching and just really focusing and putting my time and attention on that because it's very important to me to show up as my... um, you know, in my best self. And to do that, I need to do a lot of interpersonal work to do that. And so I'm looking forward to getting back into the flow of that. But the last couple of weeks have been especially busy because we got, um, we closed on a Canmore property condo in the mountains, which we converted into an Airbnb and it just launched live this week. So we were there last weekend for about five days, changing the furniture, doing some paint touch-ups, getting everything ready. Um, and it was it was pretty hectic, but uh, hopefully the front end work is done now and we can kind of settle in and have that property as a place to enjoy for ourselves as well as a um, hopefully cash flow generating uh, investment as well. So that's pretty exciting, but it was very, um, very busy. But during these last few weeks and from me being away from podcasting, one thing that's become even more of a spotlight and highlight that especially Jess and I have noticed is uh, the amplification of separation of groups and people, uh, especially throughout the last couple of years with the whole pandemic situation or whatever it is with movements and governments. And there just seems to be so much separation and divisiveness between people and their opinions and beliefs. And, um, I just kind of wanted to break down why I believe this is getting amplified just to help bring a general awareness to everybody to hopefully help us understand other people's perspective and viewpoints and also respect them because with that divisiveness comes a lot of, you know, we've seen it from the past, comes a lot of hatred, hostility, whether it's wars, whether it's violence, whether it's frustration, there's just so much negativity that gets followed suit from the separation. And I want to make it clear that in today's show, I'm coming from a place where I see validity or at least try to see validity in both sides of everything I mentioned today. And I really do believe that in most debates, most politics, most opinions, religions, 
the pandemic, whatever it may be, there is always some sort of truth or validity to each side's viewpoint. There's not just one concrete 100% answer. That's the way, that's the way it needs to be. This is it. You know, there's, there's thesis and there's objectiveness and there's, um, there's opinions that I know many times we feel that that is the only way that is the only right way. But personally, from my experience, when I was thinking that way in my life, I really constricted who I was, who I was becoming, and it just holds you in this confined, enclosed space. And once I personally was able to remove those confined parameters in my life, my life began to change. Once I became more open-minded, once I was more curious about other people's viewpoints, other ways of accomplishing and doing things, my life began to drastically change for the better, might I add. You know, once we can remove our strict, confined, rigid opinions on the way things need to be or the way things have to be lived or viewed, like it's it's just incredible what can transpire when we when we put those barriers down. So I want to break that down a little bit more in depth today. But we often fail to realize <laughs> to realize this and now more than ever with social media and all kinds of news and headlines and clickbait driven by algorithms on social media to keep showing us the same types of stories day in and day out we slowly start to get solidified into only our perspective and only see the world or world events through our very rigid lens, which continues to get more rigid the more we hear these headlines and the more we're, um, I guess, engulfed with the same types of stories and information. So along with these constant blasts of media, there's something called confirmation bias. And that's really what I want to touch on today. Um, but this confirmation bias can really amplify, again, that rigidness um, and our strict viewpoints of how we see the world. So again, I am talking today from a place of trying to see validity in both sides, not only of what we are living in with the pandemic, but all social matters. We've clearly seen that the more divided opinions and beliefs are without seeing the other side, without putting ourselves empathetically into the other side's viewpoint, that will eventually lead to those negative consequences that we're talking about, the wars, the violence, the hatred, the frustration, etc., etc. So I just want to say, kind of touch on the power what the power is of seeing both sides. And as a coach, I'm trained not to put my judgments or opinions on how my clients perceive the world on a specific situation. So if they have a different viewpoint, you know, that might trigger something within me, but I have to work on putting that aside and say, this is how they see it. I have to practice empathy by saying, okay, that is different than how I see it. That is different than my belief system even, but I have to remove my judgments here and I have to actively put myself in their shoes so I can see through their lens. Now that's, that's essentially called empathy and empathy is the capacity to understand or feel what another person is experiencing from within their frame of reference. 
basically the capacity to place oneself in another's position. And we commonly get sympathy and empathy mixed up. And sympathy is more so, oh, I feel so bad for you. But we're not necessarily putting ourselves in their shoes. We're just saying, ah, that sucks. You know, that must, that must be awful. But I'm not actually going there. I'm not actually seeing the world through what they're seeing through. Um, through the, the frame of reference through how they're seeing it. There's a huge distinction in that. And frame of reference is a massive thing. And it helped me really... Um, understand the world and understand different viewpoints a lot better once I learned how to change my frame of reference from only that rigid, rigid frame of reference of only viewing things one way, the same way I've done it and the same way I've viewed things my whole life. Once I was able to change that frame of reference by using empathy and putting myself in other people's shoes by being curious and seeing the world through somebody else's lens who might have um, gone before me or know something that I don't know, Man, there's a lot of power in that when we can just be a bit humble and put our ego aside and say, okay, I don't, I might not know the best way of doing things here. I might not have all the answers. You know, let me learn. Let me be curious. Let me see the world through your lens. And that can give me a more broad um, experience and help me progress in life more than I can with just myself, just my lens, just my frame of reference. And I forget where I learned this one saying, but I believe there's so much power behind it. And the saying goes, seek to understand before you are understood. And, you know, that's very hard for us to do because we always want to justify and explain why we believe in something and try to persuade other people why this needs to be the truth for them. But... If you flip those roles and actually seek to understand somebody else before you are understood, that's going to give you a different frame of reference. You know, there might, there probably will be some validity into what they are saying. And if we're seeking to understand that, like I said, that just gives us a wider range, that lens, the, our perceptional lens of how we might see a situation expands and grows in that moment from understanding what they have to say. And now we are more versatile. We are more diverse in our understanding and our knowledge because chances are we don't have all the right answers. Um, and this isn't to say we need to change our beliefs uh, to what the other person is believing or saying, but as long as we understand one another, we can live in the same environment without hatred, without that separation, without that animosity, because that's what it's all about. We're, we're living in a society together. We live amongst other people, and we are certainly never going to have all the same beliefs or viewpoints as everybody else, but it's about how do we harmoniously live together you know, I can still respect somebody, I can still love somebody, and I can still be friends with somebody if we have different beliefs and viewpoints. It might take a little bit of work and understanding um, what's going on and understanding the concept of cognitive bias. So it's also important to know everyone has the right to be understood. If someone is seeking to change their perspective, if they actively are seeking, hey, I want to see things through a new lens. I want new beliefs so I can move my life, so I can advance my life from where it is now to something new, something better, something bigger. Then we can help somebody reframe their situation. 
but we don't need to force feed it down their throat without their permission. If somebody approaches us and says, oh, how do you make more money? How do you get a better relationship? How do you do this? How do I change my frame of reference? Because what I'm doing right now is not getting me the results I want. Well, then we can help open their eyes, change their perspective, change their frame of reference. But we don't necessarily need to force feed it down their throats with information that they're not asking for all the time. And this force feeding of information has a tendency to shape how we think or view certain situations. You know, if we don't ask for it, and this is all we see every day, our, you know, unconsciously, our beliefs might start to mold into that information that we're getting force fed. In fact, it was this aggressive force feeding of information over the past couple of years that encouraged me to look behind the curtain and to try to find objective information. You know, what's, what else is in a story? In particular, into the pandemic, you know, all we see is the headline media, um, which the government supports, the government's biased opinion. Um, that's what gets fed to us every single day without us controlling it at all. So I was curious as to why their messages were so harsh and aggressive um, especially coming from the government, you know, because this led me to think about the track record of the government. Again, this, this is just my why I decided to look at both sides of the story, not to just take what I was given, but okay, what else is there? Because I'm looking at the track record of the government usually, and you know, do they always 100% of the time have everyone's best interest in mind? 100% of the time, I think we can all agree that that's not the truth. Not always, anyways. And in fact, there tends to be a lot of manipulation tactics, you know, that the government uses. Just look at their debates. When they're debating against each other, there's low, low, low shots, like... You know, there's it, it, it's it's almost childish to see many times these debates and just like the the low ball shots that they're taking at one another. There's manipulation tactics and there's a lot of influence and coerciveness around money. And of course, that ever never ending fight for power that they you know, the government needs that power. And again, I'm not I don't want to spiral into any um, <laughs> any any opinionated uh, like I, I'm I'm trying to come from a middle ground here. I'm just saying this is what sparked my um, what sparked my curiosity to look behind the curtain to look behind what the main message is that we see in our force fed every single day. So I'm just letting you all know why I started to look at a situation from this situation in particular from a holistic viewpoint to see both sides because I see validity in both sides, but I had to look for the validity behind the main message of what everybody's getting fed. I had to seek that out. I had to search that and I had to research that. And a lot of that information is coming from people who I've followed over the last you know, few years now that have truly helped me change my life and progress my life in a holistic manner. So I, I naturally align with what they're saying. So that made me curious as to see, well, why do they have this perspective that's different than the one that we're being force fed right now? Um, and so that, that kind of brings me to the main point of today's episode, which is really amplifying the separation. And that topic is 
confirmation bias. And confirmation bias is a tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports one's prior beliefs or values. Now, this can be a very beneficial and powerful concept and tool if you are trying to make positive changes in your life. Cognitively confirming that your new actions or new behaviors are serving you. Now, I used confirmation bias to help me when I was making personal changes to help my unwanted habits, especially uh, in particular pertaining to my relationship. When I needed to change my bad habits of being grumpy, being angry, being emotionally closed off, emotionally inarticulate, I couldn't articulate my emotions. I just struggled deeply with this. And once I, once I would take new action, going against the grain of what I used to do, and I would see benefit from it, that was a confirmation bias that what I was doing was serving me. So every time I took a new action, every time I tried something new and it panned out, that was confirmation bias that, hey, hey, Joel, like, look it, there's actually positives when you take new action. So I was, conf I was utilizing confirmation bias to serve me, to help me become a better individual. But on the flip side, confirmation bias can have some pretty negative side effects if not used intentionally or without awareness especially when there are global issues or topics with very different viewpoints such as politics religion or any matters pertaining to this pandemic so confirmation bias can certainly lead to more separation and divisiveness without that awareness and this will happen because of what happens during <laughs> confirmation bias, what actually happens in our psychology and what we're usually unconsciously doing. So some examples of what we do during this confirmation bias is we don't seek out objective facts. Uh, objective facts are the ability to judge without external influence. So, I mean, right now there's a ton of external influence. We, that's what we're living in. Everybody is influencing us externally, but are we looking within? Are we seeking our own answers? Or are we just listening to what everyone else says, whatever the majority of people are saying and just following suit with that? Is there really an unbiased, uh, are, we, are we practicing our unbiased uh, opinions and are we seeking unbiased facts? Or are we just searching or seeking and listening to biased facts? They have an agenda to follow. They are pushing product. You know, they, they, there's a reason why it's so aggressive. We just need to understand why. Um, and, and they have a great way of framing. You know, they're, they're tying pain and pleasure to it. And, and there, there is validity behind it. But I'm just saying, I think there's, there's another side to it as well, which we can see. And again, I'm coming from that middle ground where I do see both sides. I, I see validity in both sides. And this divisiveness is just the, the, that's the, that's the pandemic going on right now. There's a pandemic of divisiveness again. Um, so yeah. And so another example of what happens is during confirmation bias is there's an interpreting we, we tend to interpret information to support our existing belief. So 
no matter what headline there is, no matter what we see, no matter what article we read, we're, we tend to interpret that information to support our existing belief. We might, we might not be looking at all the facts or digging deep enough to see another side. We just see a headline or we just see one thing and we say, aha, there it is. That confirms my existing belief. Now there's someone who I follow. Um, he's a recognized a highly recognized health expert and research scientist who breaks down data to see behind the headlines. And there's so much validity and I resonate with a lot of his messages. Again, he also, I'm sure, has confirmation bias and he's maybe arguing one side more than the other, but it's important to seek out both sides of information. And he is someone who articulates and depicts that information very, very good. And he goes in depth to find the truth or a different side of the truth so it's good to get those opposing um, information, uh, information resources to not only seek information that's going to support your existing belief. And his name is Sean Stevenson, and I highly recommend checking him out. And I'm not saying you need to believe in everything he says or, or you know, side with everything he says, but it's just, it's just good to see both sides. And another thing, example that happens during confirmation bias is. We only remember details that uphold our belief. So if we hear contradicting information or a stat or whatever, we will forget about that. We, that won't remain in our consciousness. That won't remain at the top of our mind. We'll forget about that, see a next headline or information source that we align with, and that is what we will latch onto. And this could be with politics. You know, why, why, why is there so much hatred or love for Trump? Same thing, we're only seeking or listening to the details that make us love him or make us hate him or any political party for that matter or any religion for that matter or any of these world matters and and any event that's happening. You know, we, we only remember the details that uphold our belief. And a fourth main example of what happens during confirmation bias is we ignore information that challenges our belief. We ignore it. We don't listen to it. It literally flies over the top of our head because we want to be right, because we want to be justified within our response. Um, so yeah, those are the main examples of what happens during this cognitive bias, what's happening behind the scenes, usually without us being aware of it. Now, unfortunately, we all have confirmation bias. We can't pretend that we don't. I do. Every person does, and there will always be some sort of bias that will shape your opinion in the end. And it's very difficult to fight this natural tendency because it's how our brain naturally functions. That's the natural way of how it just works in the background. It's like a computer, it's running in the background. We don't need to consciously make it do this for us, it just happens. But in order to live amongst others, to have more peace and practice empathy, we need to be aware of our confirmation bias. We can make an effort to recognize it by working to be curious about opposing views and really listen to what others have to say and why they believe or why they have that viewpoint or perspective. And this will help us see issues and beliefs from another perspective. And I always like to relate this, this concept to religion. And I will never, ever judge somebody for practicing a religion that's serving them. You know, is, it ser is this religion serving you? Is it making you a better person? Is it making you show up better in your life? If yes, that's amazing. 
It is not my place or anyone's place to say you are wrong. You know, you're wrong because you have that belief. My way is better. Our religion is better. Whatever it may be, that divisiveness. But the truth is there's no possible, there's a lot of religions or a lot of denominations of different types of religions. And there's no way that every single one, every single religion is 100% right or the only one that is the truth. Because they all include different viewpoints, stories, values, and beliefs. So it's not right to be so stubborn to say only one religion can be right. And that this is my opinion. And, and the way I view it is if something is serving you, if a value of belief is serving you, that is awesome. If it's getting you to where you want to go in life, if it's helping you, if it's helping you be a better person, that is amazing. And you can't look at somebody else because there's a conflicting belief or a conflicting value um, and, and say that they're wrong or disagree with them or, or have hatred or animosity behind them for that. You know, seek to be curious. I work with a guy who is Mormon and, you know, he, he even said like, yeah, there's some things I agree with in my religion and there's some things that I don't. But I was curious to understand his opinion and his viewpoint on not having any alcohol or not drinking coffee or whatever it was. And there is validity behind it. You know, that doesn't make him wrong. That doesn't make him an outsider, whatever it is. It was just like, oh, cool. I get it. I see your side. I see the benefit of that. That doesn't mean I need to practice it in my life, but I can understand because I empathic empathetically view his perspective and their viewpoint from their eyes. You know, there's a benefit. There's truth behind what they're saying. There's truth behind what somebody else might be saying in another religion. So again, these are touchy subjects and I am coming at this from a middle grounds of just let's practice more empathy. You know, not one way is the right way. And right now we're just living in this absolute divisiveness of separation. It's either you're this side or you're that side and you are wrong if you believe this. You are bad if you believe in that. It's just ridiculous and we're getting force fed this out of our will day in and day out and it's I just don't agree with it at all because we're not, we're, we're just latching on unconsciously to our confirmation bias. We're reading the same headlines. We're agreeing with the same people. We're seeing the same stats over and over and over again without looking behind the scenes, without seeing the full holistic view of what's going on. I'm somebody that, you know, lives with a, uh, let's look, let's look in advance. Let's look forward in our life, you know, preventative measures. How can I be as healthy as I can be, um, my whole life? Well, that's by starting now eating healthy, being active, practicing good habits, you know, working on my mindset, working on my personal development, finances, looking ahead, not being reactive. And I just feel like there's a lot of reactionary actions right now. And, yeah, I, I don't want to get too far in depth with this because I do see both sides to the story. And that's where I want to leave my opinion right now. I'm not, I'm not trying to say believe in this or believe in that. There's validity to both sides. And I just encourage everyone to seek that validity and to at least respect or use empathy to understand why people might have different viewpoints, especially during this time where there's a lot of divisiveness. So... That basically sums up today's episode where I just wanted to dive a bit deeper on cognitive bias and how that might be affecting this separation that we're experiencing right now. 
So just a reminder to uh, to follow me on, on, on all my platforms, whether it's Instagram at Joel Mahey, Facebook, Joel Mahey. Um, reach out to me at coaching at joelmahey.ca or check out my website at joelmahey.ca. If you're looking to evolve and progress your life in a holistic manner, whether it's that's improve your relationship, whether that's just to get over those blockages that you keep coming up against to progress, it's time to evolve. It's time to move forward. It's time to break free from that old version of yourself. If that resonates with you, if any of my podcasts resonate with you, I'd love to connect and potentially work together. Um, and if not, just keep listening to this podcast, keep listening to better yourself and improve your life circumstances. So in closing, I, I think it's time we all start to become aware of our confirmation bias. No matter what you believe in, that doesn't mean it needs to be 100% true for everyone else. Let's stop force feeding information down people's throats just to justify our viewpoint. Let's objectively look at all the facts and all the viewpoints in all worldly matters. We can coincide harmoniously together with different beliefs and viewpoints as long as we can practice empathy. Let's all work together to improve this in our own life by practicing this with our loved ones. Give the people we love the support and acknowledgement during difficult times as well as during their triumphs and success. And you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.